welcome to our latest Employment Law Coffee Break podcast. Today we are joined by Philip Chivers, a legal director in our employment team and who heads up our employment tribunal management practice. Welcome, Phil. It's been a busy year, I know, for employment tribunals, and that's reflected in the Ministry of Justice figures, which have just been released, isn't it? Yes, there's been a sharp increase in the number of employment tribunal claims lodged as against this time last year. So claims have increased by 25% in respect of single claims and in respect of multiple claims. That is where two or more people bring proceedings against the same employer out of the same facts. The increase is 82%. You need to be a little bit careful with multiple figures because these are more volatile because they can be skewed by a number of claims against a single employer. And do the figures tell us anything about the types of claims being pursued? Well, there's a bit of a glitch in the figures because not all claims have been properly categorised yet. But what does seem to be clear is that there is quite a dramatic increase in age discrimination claims. Now, that could be down to older employees pursuing claims out of redundancy selections. Older workers are often more expensive, and so there may be claims where an older worker contests redundancy because they feel targeted. But equally, we know that the age group most adversely affected by unemployment as a result of the pandemic are younger workers. The ONS figures yesterday confirmed that nearly two-thirds of those losing their jobs during the pandemic had been among the under-25s. So part of the increase could be attributable to claims from younger workers. There's, there's no way of telling. And do you think the number of claims will now settle down? Well, I would imagine that's unlikely. One of the points made in the commentary to the figures is that the fact that the job retention scheme has been extended until the autumn has probably resulted in the number of claims actually being less than it would have been otherwise. And this is consistent with the view of the Office for Budget Responsibility which predicts that about 2.2 million people, or 6.5% of workers, could be unemployed by the end of the year. Given where we are with the pandemic, I sense there is scope for additional claims over and above unfair dismissal redundancy claims. So, for example, many office-based workers may move back to the workplace in some shape or form in the next few months, but there's potential tension between employees who may want to continue to work at least part of their time from home and employers who want everyone back in the office full time. So there's an increased prospect of claims linked to flexible work requests, uh, health and safety detriment, protected disclosure claims are also claims I would imagine will increase. So how are the tribunals coping with this increase? Well, an increased number of claims means an increased workload. Tribunals have dramatically adjusted their practices to try and deal with the increase in cases as best as possible. So, for example, it's now usual for there to be full hearings that are conducted remotely using a video conference platform. But there's only so much bandwidth the tribunal system has. So essentially, it's taking the tribunal longer to process claims, to deal with correspondence and longer for cases to get to hearing. And the and the figures reflect this. The position varies region to region but an employer receiving a claim now is unlikely to get to hearing until 2022 and often it will be well into 2022. I think I think the other point on this is that the pandemic has increased the number of claims but also the value of those claims. For most claims compensation is loss-based so in other words 
if an employee loses their job on a Friday and gets another job on a Monday, then the loss is that much less. Many sectors, uh, hospitality, travel, retail, have been very badly affected. And it's not easy to secure another job. And so the value of claims is higher. And so the potential to settle them reduces. Um, what tips would you give to employers then who think that they may receive a claim at the moment? Well, I suppose two simple points. Firstly, once an employer gets a claim, it's unlikely that anything is going to happen quickly once they file the response. So if you have employees who are likely to be needed as witnesses, you probably need to manage expectations with those employees because the hearing is likely to be hanging over them for some time, which is not ideal. And they may end up giving evidence remotely and never actually attend uh, an in-person tribunal hearing. I think the other point is that currently a lot of businesses are operating remotely because of the pandemic. So there's scope for claims to arrive from the tribunal to their offices in the post and the employer doesn't know about them or finds out about them late and outside the 28 day period they have to file a response. So employers should look to ensure they have proper procedures in place for collecting and uh, reviewing the post despite the fact that their offices may be closed. Um, the, the guidance issued by the tribunals does say that if employers notify their regional tribunal office and apply for claims to be served by email, then the tribunal will try and do this. So if an employer is expecting a claim, then, then this would be a good thing to do. Many thanks, Phil. That's really helpful. Um, just finally, the Law Commission recently published a report looking at reform in the employment tribunal system. Should we be expecting any radical changes imminently? Well, the Law Commission set out a number of recommendations for the government to consider, um, including increasing time limits to bring claims to six months and a just an equitable test to extend time and increasing the financial limits on, on contractual claims from £25,000 to £100,000. Um, the government has previously indicated that it will provide a full response during the first half of this year, but that might be delayed because clearly the government have a few other things on their plate at the moment. Thanks Phil, that, that's really helpful and thank you for your time today. Um, we look forward to hearing more on what reforms may be in the pipeline once we do have the government's response. Um, if you would like advice on managing a claim you are facing or you are concerned, um, please do contact Phil or your usual Osborne Clark contact. He'll be happy to advise you on your strategy and next steps. Many thanks for joining us today and we hope that you have found this podcast helpful. Thank you.